Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. It's so great to have you with us today here at CrossU Online. We're so honored that you would join us today to hear God's word and to experience his presence here uh, online at right there where you're at in your living room or in your bedroom, wherever you're watching us. We say welcome to you and thank you once again for joining us today. Uh, as we continue on, I'm actually concluding a message that I started several weeks ago called The Counselor. And what I think is interesting about this series and the purpose of the series was it wasn't necessarily about providing just answers to you, but it was about asking the right questions. Because so many times that's what I discovered. Whether I've been a part of counseling or I'm doing counseling myself, I've learned the power of asking the right question uh, to the right situation at the right time. And Jesus was amazing at doing this. He had this uncanny way of being able to uh, to talk with people and ask the right questions to people at just the right time. And that's exactly what we've been doing over the last several weeks. Our first week, we talked about our doubts, that, that Jesus asked the question, why do doubts arise in your mind? And uh, we focused particularly on one of his disciples known as Thomas, who we have stated and kind of uh, branded as a doubting Thomas uh, because he had doubts about the resurrection of Christ. But as his, as his story unfolded, we saw where Jesus was compassionate towards him and actually appears to him and reveals himself to him and then says to Thomas, hey, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas looks at Jesus and says, my Lord, my God, basically saying, and I Believe. I do not doubt because we doubt so many things. We doubt government. We doubt people. We doubt God at times. And Jesus wants to deal or wants to answer the questions of the doubt that's in our lives. So if you missed that, please go back and listen to it. It's a great way of learning about the doubts in our life. Then our next week, we talked about this fear thing. Um, as you guys know, with everything we have going on around us, lots of fear is creeping up. Lots of fear is trying to press its way in. And uh, we read the story about the di disciples in the boat. And the storm came up. And they were fearful for their life. They thought they were going to perish. But that God brought them to a place where he, he allowed them and spoke to them about that he was with them and they had no reason to fear. And he gets up and he says, peace be still the storm. The storm calms and everything goes peaceful. And Jesus says to them, he says, why do you have such little faith? Why is your faith so small? Jesus was saying to them, hey, when I'm with you, it's going to be okay. Just trust me through the storms of life. And some of you today, that's what I want to encourage you with. Jesus is with you through the storm. Don't fear what's going on around us, but keep your eyes on the one who navigates and has power over the storms of our life. 
And then uh, we went into the next week, we talked about our faith and uh, uh, the, the two blind men that followed Jesus around and wanted to be healed. And Jesus looked at them and says, do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I can heal your blindness? And they said, yes, Lord, we do. And he said, by your faith, it is done. And that is what Jesus did. Immediately they were healed and went away praising God for the fact that they now could see. And some of us today, our faith is that thing that's going to push us to a place of healing in our own personal life. Today, I want to talk about desire. I want to talk about the desires of our hearts, the desires of the deepest places, the deepest recesses of our life. And the story today that we're going to look at is about a man who for 38 years was waiting and desiring for there to be a healing in his life. Till one day, Jesus comes up and he sees this man. This man is waiting beside a pool to get in and it, it spins with water. And I'll explain more about that in a little bit. But it, 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 what they believed is that uh, when the pool would stir, that an angel was stirring the water and the first one into the water would be healed. And Jesus walks up to this man. He sees him laying there and he says, he asks the question. Here's the question. Do you want to get well? Jesus asked him. 38 years, he's laying there, and Jesus comes and almost, I would take it as, uh, pour, salt in, pour salt in the wound. Do you really want to get well? Almost just kind of pushing the man just a little bit to answer the question. And I would say to some of you today, Jesus would come and ask the question of, do you, do you really want to get well? Do you really want to get well? Some of you have been struggling with a physical sickness in your own life, and maybe you're, you're uh, at a place where you've just kind of given up, and Jesus would say, do you want to get well? Maybe it's a mental sickness that you're going through, and Jesus would say, do you want to get well? Do you really want to get well? Others of you here today, uh, maybe it's your marriage has been struggling for many, many years, and uh, you, you, you've kind of given up on trying to make it any better, and you kind of just eased into uh, cruise control, and, and Jesus would say, do you really want to get well? Others of you, financially, you're struggling financially, you feel like you're drowning, you feel like you're going under, uh, and yet you continue to spend, you continue to consume everything there is, and Jesus would ask you today, do you really want to get financial healing others of you maybe it's uh maybe it's a sleeping disorder and you don't sleep well but you stay up all hours of the night jesus would say do you want to get well eating disorder you keep eating do you want to get well others of you your addiction addictions to things you have addictions to things over and over again um maybe you're addicted to drugs uh maybe you're addicted to uh pornography Maybe you're addicted to smoking, maybe smoking cigarettes or smoking pot or smoking crayons, whatever it is, you know, you're addicted to smoking. Uh, some of you are addicted to social media and the image it gives you with social media. Uh, so many of us have so many things in our life that Jesus, I believe, would say to us today, do you want, do you really want to get well? Because if you wanted to get well, wouldn't there be changes made in your life now? And that's what we're going to read about in this story today. 
Jesus comes up to this man. This is in John chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. I'm going to read through and paraphrase and explain. It says that Jesus went to Jerusalem and one of the Jewish, Jewish festivals. Now there was uh, in, in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool. And it had five covered colonnades around the pool. And it says there was a great number of disabled people all around, blind, lame, paralyzed. And one of them had been there for 38 years, an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus learned that he had been there for 38 years, Jesus says, do you want to get well? And the man said, sir, I have been here for 38 years. And I have no one to help me into the water. When it's stirred, no one helps me get into the water. And Jesus looks at him and Jesus says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured and his life was forever changed. Father, speak to us today about the areas of our life that we say we want to get well but maybe we're not doing everything that needs to be done to find that healing. Speak to our lives, I pray, in the next few moments of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear this today. The moment the presence of Jesus enters into our life, things change. We'll say that again. The moment the presence of Jesus comes into our lives, our world and things change because Jesus is a changing God. He changes so many of our lives, all of our lives. So many things that Jesus, when he stepped into the people's world, their lives were forever changed. I see three significant challenges in this particular story and in our own personal life. Three significant challenges for the problems that persist. But I want to speak more about that desire that we will have once Jesus steps into our world. Number one, the first thought I have for you, the longer the problem persists, the more discouraged we become. The longer the problem persists, the more discouraged we become. Well, I've prayed and nothing happened. I fasted and nothing changed. I'm discouraged. I'm dismayed. My marriage has been horrible for so many years and I've tried to find, I've gone to church and we've gone to church and we've gone to counseling and nothing has changed. Maybe it's a physical sickness. I've prayed and gone to the doctor and tried to find the right surgery and tried to find the right answers. I've looked on WebMD and nothing has come up to find healing. Maybe it's a mental sickness. You've prayed. You deal with anxiety. You deal with depression. You deal with darkness and sadness in your life. And you've, you've come to church and you've listened to people and you've got around people, but nothing has seemed to change. Whether it's been 20 months or 20 years, it does not matter. The longer the problem persists, the more discouraged we become. It's definitely true. The second challenge I have is this. The longer the problem persists, the more excuses we tend to make. The longer the problem persists, the more excuses 
we tend to make. Why? Because excuses help us feel better about our sorry, our hard condition we're in. Jesus walks up to the man. He says, do you want to get better? And his immediate response wasn't yes. His immediate response was, ah, no one will help me down into the water to get the healing I need. Wasn't his fault. It was everyone else's fault. Now, this man could have found a way to get to the water. He could have crawled. He could have drug himself down there. If there was a something, determination, a desire inside him, he could have found a way. But instead, he rested in his excuses to still sit there with no healing. Excuses, I can't. It's just the way my marriage has been. It'll never get better. My kids are rebellious and hard and talk back and smart off to me. It's just the way they are and they're never going to get better. It's never going to change. Job. My boss is just a slave master. He's never going to get better. She's never going to get better. I've gone to counseling, but it didn't work. I've gone to church, but it didn't work. I tried church for two weeks and they didn't fix me. So I'm giving up on the whole mess. See, the longer the problem persists, the more discouraged we do become. And the longer the problem persists, the more excuses we make. Number three, third thought I have for you, the longer a problem persists, the more that we compensate for that problem. We fill in for that problem and we make something shift. We function at a higher capacity. If you're going to be an alcoholic, by golly, be a high-functioning alcoholic. If you're going to do drugs, do the hardest drugs you can. Why? Because I'm going to compensate to be the best I can be at whatever that is. Many times what happens is uh, people who throw themselves into their work, be it husband or father or mother or, or wife, what they do is their home life is falling apart. So instead of trying to fix their home life, they can't really work it. So what do they do? They highly function at their job and they throw themselves into all their work and they function higher there. Why? Because they can control that. They can, they can do something about that. They, they function at a higher level. Marriage doesn't work. Doesn't make things happen just right. So what do you do? You try to function at a higher level. It happens so much in all of our lives. It happens with so many areas of our life. We function at a higher level. So many times when men and women are not connecting in their marriage, they turn to other sources, don't function at a high level. Or they function at a high level. By golly, if I'm going to be in debt, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to buy everything I want to buy. I'm going to overspend. I'm going to, I'm going to get too much because why? I feel like I deserve it and I'm going to take everything I can. See, you cannot change. You cannot change until you recognize the problem. You cannot change what you're willing 
to tolerate. You cannot change what you're willing to tolerate. Question is, what are you willing, what are you willing to tolerate in your life? What are you willing to be passive about and just put up with? See, so many times the question is asked, what blocks our faith? What stops our faith? People ask. Some would say fear stops our faith. Others might say worry stops our faith. Well, I'm here to tell you uh, one of the things that I think stops our faith is familiar. The familiar, comfortable, mediocre places in life stops our faith. This man, for 38 years, he became complacent. He became familiar. He had his place. He had his bed. He had his, his, his little settings right there. Probably there was an impression of his body right on the ground there. Why? Because it was familiar. It was familiar. He didn't really, he didn't really motivate himself to get to the water. Why? Because he gave up. His excuses defeated him. And he figured, I'll just stay where I'm at. I'll just stay here and be in my familiar place. I can't do it. So many times students say, I'm just an average student. I'm an average C student. Why? Because from second grade, that's all you've been. No, I'm here to tell you, you can change. I know for myself, that's one of the things that I told myself all through my uh, elementary and middle school and high school years that I was just an average C student. And I was. I really was. That's, I did my C's. I did bare bones minimum. I barely made it happen. Then one day I went to this place called college and I started paying a bill for college, if you know what I'm talking about out there. I started, I started having to pay for my education. I remember the motivation in me changed, and I determined in my heart I wasn't going to be an average C student, that I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to have a 4.0 GPA through college. And I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do it, because I don't know if I'm that smart, but I'm going to work hard at it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything I can to get a 4.0. And I remember studying hard. I remember going to three different colleges at one time, taking heavy loads, 24 credit hours a semester, trying to get out because I was married and I had kids on the way and I wanted to get out and get on my life. I remember thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to do my best. Now, I can honestly tell you, I didn't graduate with a 4.0. I would love to tell you I did, but I did graduate with a 3.4, which was better than a C. And at a 3.4, I felt very proud that I still did everything I did in three years, a full, a full degree, four-year degree in three years with two kids, a wife, and we made it, and we, we, we came out successful. Why? Because I determined I wasn't going to let the years before, the 25 years before, determine where I was going to go in my future. And that is what some of you need to hear today. You need to have that desire inside of you not to be paralyzed where you're at, not to be steady, not to be mediocre, not to be familiar where you're at, but to get passion inside of you and move to the place where God wants you to be. Take hold of the things that God wants you to take hold of. Until your desire becomes bigger than your disability, you will never find healing. Your desire inside of you has got to become bigger than your disability. You can't be comfortable where you're at. 
If you're dealing with smoking, if you're dealing with drugs, if you're dealing with alcohol, if you're dealing with uh, relational challenges, don't be okay with it, but ask God to help you find healing and then engage in something. Talk to people. Ask them for their advice if they've overcome the same obstacles that you have had to overcome. Because you can't help someone who just needs help. You can only help someone who wants help. You cannot change what you're willing to tolerate. And until your desire becomes bigger than your disability, you will never find healing. Jesus, do you want to get well? Notice that in the story that that plays out here, the sick guy didn't even ask to be healed. He did nothing to deserve to be healed. Healing didn't happen in some big way. It was simply just, do you want to get well? He gave the excuses. Jesus overlooked the excuses and said, pick up your mat and walk. And immediately he was healed. Because when Jesus enters our world, everything changes. I'm going to say it again. When Jesus enters our worlds, everything changes. Jesus did for him what that man was never willing to do for himself. Because Jesus changes everything in our worlds. The guy didn't deserve it. We don't deserve healing, but Jesus can change and heal us. Healing didn't come in a big way. Healing came in a very simple way. And sometimes that's how God, through how Jesus is going to heal you of your addictions and of your your things that are controlling you, that your sickness that needs to be healed, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be a spectacular, revolutionary overnight change. It'll take time. It takes time. It takes little by little incremental decisions being made to get you to the next step and the next step and the next step. And as you get to the next step, you celebrate. And as you get to the next step, you celebrate. Why? Because the desire inside of you is coming to fruition. You desire to be debt free. So to be debt free, what do you do? You pay off little bills, little things, on-time payments, on-time payments. You go and get a second job or a third job, just whatever it takes to pay that bill, to pay the debt down. And one day when you wake up, you will wake up and you will have the shackles of debt that is that is that is on you to be taken away and it's going to be an amazing change and transformation in your life when that day comes because why when Jesus comes in everything changes Jesus says to the man do you want to get well and he says doesn't say I want to get well He gives excuses. Jesus overlooks the excuses and instead looks into the man's soul and says, pick up your mat and walk. And the man was forever changed. He's forever changed. Don't tell me you're sick and you can never get better because when Jesus comes in, he changes everything. Some of you are living in the familiar and instead God wants to transform your life. Others of you, you've become complacent instead of, instead of crying out to the one who can heal you. Others of you, you need healing, but you're looking to the wrong places. Look to the one who's the healer. 
Look to the Holy Spirit for transformation. Look to God himself. Trust Jesus and keep your eyes upon him because he does change everything in our lives. Do you want to be well? Yes, we want to be well. How do we get well? We take our steps of faith. We keep our eyes upon Jesus and we get out of the familiar and we go into the unknown where the miracles change our lives. Father God, you see each person, you know each heart that's, that's watching and, and being a part of this experience today. And I pray that God, you would be the God who changes everything that you would step into our world, that you step into our world, you show us the familiar, the complacent, the mediocre places, and that, God, we would surrender those to you and we would allow you to transform us, to renew us, to change us, because, Jesus, we don't no longer want to be laying in a complacent place. We want to have transformation and healing and life change. So, God, I pray that you'll touch those lives right now, those that are, that are, that are watching, those that right now in their room, rooms that are dealing with addictions or dealing with uh, addictions that are taking them down and taking their families down. God, how I pray that right now they would surrender to you and that Jesus, you would step into the world and that no matter their excuses, God, you would heal their lives. God, don't, don't let their disability determine their direction. No, let their desire break down their disability to find healing in you. Because God, unless we're willing to change and we never really see the things that we're tolerating, God, you can never really make change. So reveal to us what we're tolerating so that we can have life change. We thank you, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for guiding us, directing us. Thank you, Jesus that you love us. And when you step into our world, everything changes. I pray that God, you'll continue to guide our steps, lead us in your path. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.